Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Tuesday morning. It is Tuesday, the 29th of August. Where is the year going? 2023. Daniel Pedgrew back with you. Hope you're all well. Got through the first working day of the week as we get closer. I know we're still a little while away. Uh, closer to a huge weekend of rugby league and sport. Broadcasting, as always, through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736 all before Vossi and Brandy for breakfast for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney and for listeners in Queensland, it'll be Padden Hills after the 6 o'clock news. Plenty to get through. Lots of rugby league news as you'd expect floating around as we head into the final round of the competition beginning on Thursday night. Uh, the US Open getting underway uh, today as well, so we'll talk about that. Chris Perkins will join me on the line from America in around 15 or so minutes. We'll have a Quite a long chat with him. So any questions for Chris? Got quite a few questions for Chris last week on the show. Happy to hear from you again. Any questions for Chris, feel free to fire them in now or a little later on when we've got him on the line. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Any thoughts on the news of the day that we'll get to you as well in just a second, the same number. So let's get going. It's two past five Tuesday morning. Tradies News in a nutshell. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Two past five. It does seem, and we were discussing this yesterday, and it will be confirmed at 4pm today. So, what, another 11 hours from now. We'll look at the team list. We'll see who's in, who's out. Um... It seems that we're going to be seeing a lot of teams resting players this weekend. Still a bit of a question mark on what Penrith are going to do. However, the Broncos, uh, coach Kevin Walters, is set to risk the minor premiership by resting his Fab Five, including superstar Reese Walsh, uh, for the game against Melbourne on Thursday night. Now, they are vying, as we know, for the minor premiership with Penrith, but Walters will not select Walsh, Payne Haas, Selwyn Cobo, Ezra Mam, Amam, and Herbie Farnworth, for the game against Melbourne uh, this weekend. The Broncos and Melbourne are saving uh, their bullets for the finals with Melbourne to also rest five stars. I'll get to that in a minute. Meaning more than $5 million worth of top-line talent will be onlookers for the Suncorp Stadium showdown. The Broncos will also be without suspended Katoni Staggs and injured duo Adam Reynolds and Pat Carrigan, leaving the Broncos to face the storm without eight of their NRL regulars. Uh, major blow, chance for Brisbane to win uh, their first minor premiership in 23 years. But uh, I think the eyes, even though the minor premiership is a great achievement, no doubt eyes on the main prize for Kevin Walters and the Brisbane Broncos. Now, a fortnight ago, Walters declared he would not rest his stars in the run to the finals. But with the business end of the season now right before him, uh, he is taking a, a bit of a strategic approach, which is probably... A good idea. Now, if they are to finish first, they will host the Storm in back-to-back clashes at Suncorp Stadium in the opening week of the finals. However, should they slip to second, the Broncos will host the Warriors. On the proviso, the New Zealand outfit beats the Dolphins, as expected in their final game this weekend on Saturday afternoon. So, uh, the Broncos resting players. But as I say, on the flip side of that, the Melbourne Storm are going to look like they're going to be resting a heap of players as well. Uh, it's understood Nick Meaney, Cam Munster and Harry Grant are among the names set to be wrapped in cotton wool 
by the Storm. The Storm will also be without halfback Jerome Hughes, who injured his knee at the weekend and is expected to be sidelined until at least the opening week of the finals. Uh, Munster and Grant have carried nagging injuries through the latter stages of the season, while many is likely absent to mean Ryan Pappenhausen will step up his return from injury by starting at fullback, which is a big boost for the Storm, in the NRL for the first time since his stunning recovery. What is interesting about all of this is now teams have to be named today. So 22-23 man squad have to be named today. Um, obviously, this game is on Thursday night. Broncos resting seven, eight players. The Storm resting four, five players. Um, and then the Panthers won't know the result of that. Now, they can name a 23-man squad. What they decide to do with that 23-man squad will be very interesting because will they will they name a full-strength team? Will they name maybe a hybrid team? Some full-strength, some fringe players. Uh, now, of course, if Brisbane do win... Penrith can't win the minor premiership, which would allow Penrith to rest some of these players. However, we won't know that. It'll be interesting to see what happens in this situation. Uh, so, of course, the Cowboys uh, winning would mean, would mean Canberra need to win to secure their place in the top eight. And even if the Roosters beat South Sydney on Friday, Cowboys and Raiders winning means the Roosters wouldn't make the, comp uh, make the finals. I did see some commentary on social media about the fact that um, the resting of the players from the Panthers, if the Panthers do indeed do that, might be the reason the Roosters don't make the eight. Well, that's not true. The reason the Roosters might not make the eight is because of their poor season for the most part. Um, very interesting. Do you blame the coaches for resting players in this final round? Look, obviously we want to see the stars on the field each and every week, but you can't blame the coaches for when, when your place is cemented in the top eight. There may be positions and moved around or whatever, but when your position in the top eight is secured, do you blame the coaches for resting players? I don't. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. The minor premiership, yes, whilst it is a big deal, I think most people would agree. In fact, I think everyone would agree that when it comes to the end of the season, when we're talking about who won the minor premiership and who won the premiership, most people or everyone will say, well, I remember who won the premiership. I don't always remember who won the minor premiership. And that comes into it as well. Look, it will be interesting. Uh, the Storm resting players, Broncos resting players. So it means it'll probably still be an even match. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Panthers later on when they name their squad. 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy our open line number. And just on that, and we mentioned this on Friday, and we'll have a chat with Matty Cox about this tomorrow on the show. Uh, the AFL, of course, their season done and dusted. They will take a week off. Now, I uh, did get a text in on Friday saying that this is a re well not this not this is a reason. In fact, the reason the text gave me is because of Jerome Lewis' injury. But is this a reason why the NRL could look at adopting the week off before the fire uh, before the finals in between the last round of the regular season into the finals, have a week off. Would it stop the resting of players? See, I'm not too sure it would. Um, it might, it might stop it a little bit, but I'm not entirely sure it would make much difference. Yes. It would give teams an extra week to prepare. And it would mean if you do rest players, that means players aren't playing for two straight weeks, potentially three weeks between games. But, I still don't know if the coaches would be overly worried about that. 
So I don't know whether a break, and I know there's been calls for it recently, a break between the end of the season and the finals like the AFL do would make much difference in terms of coaches resting players. It may do to an extent, but you could still see some stars being rested. Is this a reason would you like to see on 0457736736 or 1300-01170, would you like to see a break between the last round of the regular season and the finals? Would it stop this resting of players? I don't think it would, but what say you? 0457736736 or 1300-01170. As I say, team lists come out at 4 p.m. this afternoon. We'll see what the Broncos and Melbourne do. We'll see uh, what the Panthers do. And... Everyone's saying the Panthers, even if they're going to rest players, look, the Cowboys obviously a better chance if they do rest some players. I still wonder, though, without no Jerome Luai, do they risk players? Uh, do they rest players? Or do they risk players? It's, it's a really interesting one. They've got such a good system at Penrith, though, and I don't think the Panthers will want to be going into the finals two losses in a row either. And I wonder if that plays a part in the thinking of Ivan Cleary and the coaching staff. And the other thing as well, just when it comes to the Penrith Panthers, and we'll find out uh, a little later on, is the question mark is, do you want to, now with no Jerome Loy, maybe until the preliminary final, maybe for the rest of the season, with no Jerome Loy for at least the vast majority of the season, at least, do you want to get those combinations working and ready this weekend between Cleary and, if it is Jack Cogger named at 5-8, between that side where Cogger's going to be running? the game most for the most part. Do you want those combinations ready to go? I know he's played first grade before this year and we'll have some of those combinations ready to go. But Cleary and Cogger haven't played much footy together, if any, really. So would it be a good idea for Ivan Cleary to say, well, no, we are going to name our full strength squad. 0457 736 736 or 1300 Your thoughts on all of that? Do you blame the coaches for resting players? Would you like to have a week off in between the finals, in between the end of the regular season and the finals? And what would you do if you were Penrith? If you're Penrith, do you care about going into the finals with two losses in a row? Or would you like to see some of those combinations get going? We'll find out uh, in about 11 hours, just under 11 hours. Meanwhile, the South Sydney Rabbitohs have emerged from one of the most tumultuous weeks in the club's history with news that their champion skipper Cam Murray has extended his contract until the end of 2028. Really good news for the Rabbitohs. Now, the Rabbitohs fast-tracked Murray's $4.6 million extension to ward off approaches from Wallabies coach Eddie Jones and Rugby Australia boss Hamish McLennan. He's 25, Cam Murray. He was under contract until the end of 2025, but the deal has been extended for another three years. Uh, now, very good development for the Rabbitohs. As we know, they prepare for Friday night's knockout battle with arch rivals, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Cam Murray in a statement said, I'm excited about the next five years, but as always, my focus and that of the team is on our next assignment at a core stadium on Friday night. This club has always been home to me and I never saw myself playing anywhere else. It was a no-brainer for me to extend my contract here. The club has always looked after me and I feel like I've always done my best to put the club's best interests at the forefront of anything I do. So good news for South Sydney, good news for Rugby League. Cam Murray staying with the South Sydney Rabbitohs until the end of 2028 uh, and would more than likely, you would think, uh, he'd still be, what, he's 25 now, so that's another five, four, five years, five years. He'd be about 30 
Uh, you wouldn't think he'd be ready for retirement, but it does look like, uh, for at least at the moment, that he may well be a wide club player. Now, we know he loves uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The South Sydney Rabbitohs fans love him, and he's a very important part of that club. Um, it'll be an important part for South Sydney on Friday night if they are to beat the Roosters in that game. Uh, Souths fans, you happy with that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Now, uh, Ricky Stewart was making news across the course of the weekend and yesterday morning. Uh, and then a couple of bits and pieces came out yesterday post this show um, and post the breakfast shows as well. Firstly, Fox Sports boss Steve Crawley has contacted the NRL in support of Ricky Stewart after conceding the broadcast across the line by getting in the face of the Canberra coach at the weekend. Stewart is facing sanctions from the NRL after appearing to swear directly at a camera at GIO Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Although there have also been suggestions, he said, back off rather than the other thing. Uh, regardless of the language used, Crawley revealed he had spoken to Stewart and apologised on behalf of Fox Sports for invading his personal space. He also confirmed that he had reached out to Andrew Abdo to accept their share of the blame for the incident. So Crawley said, I spoke to Ricky this morning and apologised to him. I also spoke to Andrew Abdo and Graham Annesley. I have an agreement with Ricky that we don't get in his face when he is on the sidelines. We're also writing to Canberra Chiefs Executive Don Ferner to apologise to the club for being in his face. We're entitled to show him, but we can't be writing in his face on the sidelines in his area. I feel for him... I think we were out of line. So that is Steve Crawley. Meanwhile, referee boss Jared Maxwell has slapped down any suggestions made by Ricky Stewart that he had his powers, powers diminished this season uh, following a controversial night on Saturday night. Now, you will recall Ricky said on Saturday, I reckon the power has been taken off Jared in a number of areas because they aren't improving and Jared was a very intelligent referee. Now, the NRL is still investigating Stewart's post-game allegations, but Maxwell insists no one at head office has tried to strip him of any powers this season. I'm not really sure the angle that was made in relation to the point made by Ricky after the game, Maxwell said yesterday. My job is to form part of the elite footy de uh, department and work with expectations of the game and apply what those expectations are to a group of officials that give this product the best chance it has to be entertaining. Uh, also, Graham Annesley was equally perplexed by Stewart's accusation, telling the media that no one at Rugby League Central has put pressure on the referees to adjudicate games a certain way. Uh, Annesley said they operate completely independently of our administration. He said, confident the referees also made the right call to Sinbin, repeat offender Jordan Rapana for a trip earlier in the game. He also said the referees don't run their own race, um, and I just don't think anyone in the game would expect them to be just left to it. It's an interesting one. Um, they confirmed that referee Adam G made the right call on Saturday to penalise Young. Um, apology to Ricky Stewart. Do you think Ricky Stewart needs an apology? Do you think it was wrong to get in his face on Saturday? Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. He certainly divides public opinion, Ricky, doesn't he? Um, a lot of people say he's good for the game. He's entertaining. We need characters like that in the game. Some people say he goes too far. Where are you on the side of that? Do you like Ricky Stewart? Do you like what he does for the game? Do you like the entertainment he brings? Or do you think he goes too far sometimes? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. News about Jared Rear Hargraves. We'll get to plenty more as well 
Uh, but want to hear from you. one 1170 or 0457 736 736. It looks like both uh, the Broncos and the Storm are going to be resting players. We'll wait and see what the Panthers are going to do. Would you, firstly, do you support uh, the coaches resting players? And secondly, um, would a week off between, and we'll talk, as I say, to Matty Cox about this tomorrow, but would a week off between the last round of the regular season and the finals do anything to stop the resting of players? Would you support a week off between the end of uh, the regular season to the start of the finals? And if you're Ivan Cleary, what do you do? Uh, he's got more experience than any of us, obviously, coaching and won more premierships than any of us listing, I would imagine. Um, what would you do? Do you pick your full-strength squad with the loss last week to Parramatta? Uh, with no Jerome Lloyd to get let, let those combinations work, or do you give them a break? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. And Ricky Stewart, where do you sit in that? Do you think he's entertaining for the game? Do you think he goes a bit too far? Are you in the middle? And do you have Canberra making the finals? It's a really interesting one. Last game of the year against the Sharks, depending what happens earlier on in the weekend, it might be a must-win game for Canberra. Anything you want to talk about? Any questions for Chris Perkins, who we'll chat to after the break as well? one 1170 our open line number, 0457 736 736. We'll take a break, come back with more. It's 18 past five. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. 22 past five. We're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in just a second. We'll get to your text as well in just a sec. 0457-736-736. Uh, Jaragria Hargraves, apparently, according to Phil Rothfield last night on NRL 360, was subject to sledging from the Tigers in the seconds before his acts uh, that is facing him uh, looking like he's going to get a lengthy suspension. He's facing a potential seven-game ban over two separate charges from the Roosters' uh, win over the West Tigers on Saturday, one of which was for a headbutt on Tigers forward Stefano Utkamanu. Uh, we know the Roosters were cruising to victory. Phil Rothfield said yesterday, I got told a couple of West Tigers boys said to him, you're washed up, you're yesterday's man. Uh, when they're in that scuffle there, they revved him up and he fell for it. Uh, the latest revelation comes after it was reported that the Roosters are probably filthy at Hargraves after the totally unnecessary act uh, left the legendary front rower facing a lengthy and likely ban to spill into next season. According to a club statement, the front rower has pleaded guilty to his grade one striking charge for the headbutt, meaning he will accept the first three games of his ban However, the club will contest the severity of his grade two dangerous contract uh, contact charge. Uh, if successful, Hargraves will escape with a fine. If he is found guilty at the judiciary, he will have a further four games added to his confirmed three games on the sideline. Uh, yes, and that will be tonight. We'll see what happens uh, with that in terms of uh, Jared Rear Hargraves. But, uh, and was on game 298 as well. 299 this week would have either been game 300 in the first week of the finals for him or Vegas. Now I'm not sure he would be on the plane uh, to Vegas. Some texts before we get to Chris. This one from the Big G. Morning, Dan. My only question mark over the Panthers is a new halves combo. So do they play Cleary and Cogger? I think the minor premierships, a uh, minor premiership means more to fans. Uh, yes, in term, instead of uh, players, I think you mean Big G. Yes, uh, and that's my question mark as well um, about Cleary and Cogger. As I mentioned before the break, Big G, it's a really good point. Uh, they haven't played much footy together. 
Now, we know how good of a player Nathan Cleary is, and I'm sure he'll be able to adapt to Jack Cogger's done well whenever he comes into first grade. But do you want them to have, even if they only played the first half together, just some sort of combination before they head into the finals? Now, we know for the Panthers it won't be do or die week one, but you still don't want to be going in with no, not a lot of work on that combination. Interesting to see what uh, Ivan Cleary does. Uh, thank you, Big G. This one from Peach. Morning, Dan. Uh, as for resting players, this year has been hard enough for tipping comments with sin bins and six agains. Taking the stars out of the last round is going to be excruciating to try and tip. Regards, Peach. Yes, going to be very interesting to see what happens, especially if the Storm and the Broncos are missing all their stars. It still remains a pretty even game. And just this one for now, then we'll get back to some more shortly. Uh, this from Andy. We need a fluid last round. Six games this week with finals teams involved. Next week, Manly Tigers and Titans Bulldogs give the eight teams a rest, Andy. Well, that is a potential thing. Uh, that would definitely still have some footy, wouldn't it, Andy? But we wouldn't be impacted by the finals. That's a good idea. I also think on top of that, um, it might be time to have a look at how the AFL... I know we love our schedule set in stone, um, and it used to be where was, what, every five weeks you'd get... Uh, an idea of when the games are going to be on. It wasn't that long ago. They've now gone to a schedule that is set in stone. I I, I look at what the AFL do, and I know it does annoy some AFL fans that they don't know what's happening in the last round into the last few weeks, or like a few weeks beforehand. But I think it might be time for the NRL to adopt that model um, and announce the fixtures of the final round in terms of what day they're going to be played and where they're going to be played um, a few weeks out. Definitely when they're going to be played, and I'm not sure if you could move where they're going to be played, but for example, the game on Friday night, the Roosters-Rabbitohs game. Now, a course stadium, they may get 30,000, 40,000 there, maybe. Uh, it would sell out at Allianz. And I know it's a South Sydney home game and South might not want to move it to Allianz. Um, I'm sure most of their fans would be happy to see it played at Allianz. Same with the Roosters fans. And maybe that would be better on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, not... Um, a Friday night. Might be time to look at bringing that in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Any thoughts on that? Stack of text there. We will get to you, uh, more of them in just a second. And any questions for this next man as well, Chris Perkins, uh, feel free to text them in. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Now, that is a great song and a great intro. We love playing it. But I do have another special song for Chris. Because on a bit of Stevie Wonder, on the weekend, this great man celebrated his birthday. 21 again, Chris Perkins. Good morning to you. <laughs> a quarter century past 21. Thank you very much. Well, uh, thank you for the kind wishes. I'm sure you still feel 21, which is the most important thing. Well, listen, I only pre I, I do per actually I, I do actually act like I'm perpetually yeah. 12 years old. So it, it evens out. Don't we all? Don't hey, we all? You're talking about hey, you're talking about scheduling yes. and, you know, rigid versus fluid. Uh, the NFL has kind of gone to more flex flexible scheduling. Uh, it used to be they they everything was set in stone. Okay, then they got the back half of the season allowed sun, the Sunday night game to be flexed depending on what looked like was going to be a good game. Now they're going to do a little bit more of that uh, mm -hmm. with potentially Thursday and Sunday night games being or Thursday and Monday night games being flexed. 
which is going to be interesting, especially when a team gets flexed into that Thursday night game or a couple of teams get flexed into a Thursday night game unexpectedly planning to play Sunday. Oh, all of a sudden you're playing three days earlier. Mm. Yeah. Look, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes this year. Yeah, that that's an interesting one as well. Um, the NRL used to, and this was only, as I said just before I introduced you, this would have only been 10 years ago, maybe even less, where we only, like we had a draw obviously, but we only knew what days games were going to be played five weeks out. Now that was mainly due to TV, uh, for TV reasons. And it wasn't great for fans, especially if they were wanting to go on an interstate trip or plan ahead to what they were even doing that weekend mm-hmm. if they had plans. Um, so I think everyone is, most people is are okay with the fact that we now have the NRL schedule set in stone. But I just think adopting the AFL model for the last round, uh, where it is a little fluid, up until, I know you can't set it the week before, um, but even if you set it a month out, three weeks out, uh, not great for fans if your team is playing interstate. I do understand that. But I think it would be good to get the blockbuster games that are going to have an impact on the finals, and there's three of them this weekend, potentially all on the same day or maybe at a better time slot. Um, again, it, it would have to have some work around. You'd have to get agreement from the TV networks and the clubs. But I think, I, I don't know, I think that would make more sense than... Uh, just having it set in stone in a draw that comes out in November, uh, and we don't know what's going to be happening in September, early September the following year. So it's an interesting one. I'm happy to hear from uh, everyone as well uh, on that. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Stack of texts. We'll get to them in and around this segment with Chris. And if you've got any questions for Chris as well, feel free to send them in. Now, before we get to a strictly all the sport going on, um, there was a legend of TV passing away over the weekend over in America, Chris. Yeah, there, and this is sports adjacent, okay? Uh, because I, I'm, I'm stretching here, but mm, you know, work with that's me okay. here. So we're called uh, the Sports Legendary Entertainment TV. Network, so it's all good. It's all good. This is the entertainment okay, part. Okay. Well, we're definitely going to be talking entertainment. But Very yeah, good. Uh, a, a daytime TV legend over here, Bob Barker, mm. uh, 35 years, hosts The Price is Right on CBS. He passed away over the weekend. How about this for an inning? 99. Oh, Not a bad innings for Bob Barker. That is a uh, very good innings. He was three months, three months short of his 100th birthday. Uh, interestingly enough, he actually started his broadcasting career back in the 1940s at a radio station in the city I'm sitting in right now, Springfield, Missouri. I didn't know that about him. Mm. I didn't know he actually, when he went to school here in Springfield, he also worked at one of the local radio stations here. Uh, moved to California in the 50s, was the host of Truth or Consequences uh, on television in the early days of television before um, taking over the spot on The Price is Right for 35 years, retired in 2007. Uh, known, known for many things, uh, but very well known for probably one of the most famous cameos in movie history. And that would be his cameo in the movie Happy Gilmore and his famous fight scene mm. with the titled character, with Adam Sandler's titled character on a golf course. And them rolling, you know, him throwing punches, you know, punching Happy into a water, into a little pond, rolling down the hill, and just, 
just uh, an incredibly hilarious scene Bob Barker was in. That's what a lot of people remember him for. But just an absolute legend and a, a true classy gentleman uh, from start to finish. Uh, again, Bob Barker passed away over the weekend at the age of 99. Yeah, good evening. So close to that 100, but yeah, legend yeah. of American TV. And yes, uh, you, you did well. You did well to put a sport twist on it, which was very good, Chris. Uh, very smart man. I do my best. I know you do. Uh, now, the latest on the NFL. We're not too far away from the season starting. Uh, end of next week, basically. So, what, 10 or so days. And uh, some NFL news. Yeah, a lot of quarterback news. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, this one just hit a little while ago. Uh, Arizona Cardinal quarterback Kyler Murray, he's not going to play the first four weeks of the year. He's uh, rehabbing a knee injury. He had surgery back in January to repair a torn ACL. Was hoping to be ready for week one. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. They're going to keep him on the, the uh physically unable to perform list the Cardinals are so that means he's going to be out for the first four weeks of the season hopefully uh he's closed in this next four weeks he'll be able to rehab uh, finish up rehab and get back into the lineup um for uh starting in week five uh, some other quarterback news real quick the uh Houston Texans have named uh CJ Stroud their number one draft pick from this year as their week one starter not really a surprise since you, you take a high draft a guy with a high draft pick, you expect him to start immediately. And God knows uh, it's not like the Texans have another decent quarterback on the roster. So kind of, he, he gets it by default, kind of an up and down uh, preseason expect more of the same uh, in the regular season, but it's all part of the development process. So if you're a Texans fan, you're going to get an immediate glimpse of your future starting in week one uh, next weekend. Yes, very, very interesting. Uh, now, college football games over the weekend, what unfolded? We had actual football this weekend. You must have been you, loving been, it. Oh, uh, I really was. <laughs> it was a great Saturday for me because Saturday, start out the day, I've got the Premier League going on. Mm. We're not going to talk about yes. the Sunday game between Newcastle and what Liverpool. What a great win Dr. for Liverpool. Was being, yeah, where Dr. Heimlich was being mm. called into the Newcastle change rooms. We're not going to discuss that choke job. Uh, but, yeah, I had the Premier League in the morning mm. and then transitioned immediately. They stayed over in the British Isles because the mm. very first college football game of the season was Notre Dame and Navy in Dublin. Du Ireland. Oh, Dublin, Dublin. I was there. Uh, yes. Mm. Hey. Go on. Anyway, yes, I will tell a Dublin story in a minute. But go on. Uh, please, yeah, definitely. But no, they, they played the, the very first college football game to kick off this season was in Dublin, Ireland. Fitting because it's the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Mm. So totally fitting that they would be playing playing their first game of the season in Ireland. Uh, Notre Dame won that game, by the way, 42-3. to Not a lot of blockbuster games on the schedule for the uh, first week of the season. Um, pulling, these, pulling all the... Uh, Scores back up here. USC beat San Jose State 56 to 28. Do have to mention this one because there was a game between two historically bad teams, I and mean, recently bad teams, certainly. Um, Ryan McGee of ESPN called this the pillow fight of the week of the year between the University of Massachusetts and New Mexico State. UMass won 41 to 30 out in New Mexico. So not a lot of highlights from the 
from the uh, first week of the season. Everybody gets into it uh, starting on Thursday night, um, and then a full slate of Saturday games. Number one, Georgia um, opens their season against the University of Tennessee at Martin, uh, one of their uh, pillow fight games uh, in the non-conference schedule. All right, very, very interesting indeed. Yes, Dublin won. I was there, what, November, December last year, only for a few days. Uh, and what a city, just amazing, amazing. I was in a pub at 3 p.m. and it was busier than Sydney at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night. But anyway, that is another story. But, uh, of course, do drink responsibly. But it was just... They do like to drink there, man. They they do, they do. Uh, yes, very, very much so. Uh, Chris, stay there. We're going to update everyone on the tennis, the US Open that's getting underway. Review your NRL tips. There's also a couple of questions for you. So you okay to stick around for a bit longer? Absolutely. I got all the time in the world for you. I got nothing to do this whole week. Well, uh, if we only had a show that went the whole week, we could do the show the whole week. But we can at least keep you on for another five or ten minutes. <laughs> we'll chat on the other side of the break, mate. Stay there. Chris Perkins in America. Just a couple of texts beforehand about some of the other topics we're talking this morning. This from Kiwi, Qua- uh, Kiwi Craig, even. Uh, morning, Dan. I think if I was Ivan Cleary, I'd be giving players a spell. I'd do it to freshen the boys up. But also, I think a desperate Cowboys could upset a full-strength Panthers. And how devastating would that be heading into the finals? Yes. Well, either way, um, to, uh, well, uh, yeah, either way, the Cowboys are going to be desperate, whether they're playing a full-strength Panthers or another strength Panthers. So you'd expect the Cowboys to produce their best game. Uh, that doesn't mean they're going to win. Um, I, I look, I would be resting players myself, and I don't blame coaches for doing so. I just wonder. If Ivan Cleary is thinking, do we need to get some of those combinations working? Or maybe he has enough faith, and quite rightly so, uh, considering what the team has done for many, many years, that it will just uh, work. We'll find out. Uh, this from the Oval Treatment. Hi, Dan. Whilst we have an odd number of teams, it would seem unfair on the team who gets the bye in the final round of the regular season and qualifies for the finals to not play for almost three weeks if there was a lay week before the finals. Yes, that is another point that you've mentioned before, Yeovil Treatment, which is true. Uh, we'll see what happens when we do get to those 18 teams. More text, more of Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It is 21 to 6. 17 to 6, back to Chris Perkins in just a second. Just a couple more texts on the resting of players and potential break before the finals. Big G says, morning, Dan. Uh, just an idea whilst out walking the dog. If you gave the NRL players the week off, you could dedicate a weekend to the NRLW, which would be a great way to promote the game. Yes, certainly would. I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure it's been spoken about in the past. It may be spoken about when the next TV rights deal comes out. Uh, Dougie, I've only got half your text for some reason, uh, unfortunately, but he does say it's a no-brainer to rest players. Having the week off before the finals is for the AFL only. The NRL media would not accept no TV product. Uh, Dougie from Piermont, and that is quite uh, possibly true as well. Thank you for the text, Dougie. Good point. And Chris Perkins back on the line. Just before we do that, don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footies. Biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T and C's apply. Uh, Chris, this from Chard. He says, can you ask Chris if he thinks the Baltimore Orioles will go all the way this season? Chard from Brisbane. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, how far they go, that's always a question because it, when you get to October in baseball, it is less about your regular season record. This, this is one of those sports where as long as you get into the tournament, if you catch fire at the right time, 
you can advance. And we have seen so many years where a team comes in, wins 105, 110 games, one of the most dominating teams in, in the history of the sport, not even make the World Series, let alone win it. Mm. Uh, you know, the Dodgers have had a number of great teams over the last decade or so uh, and go into the playoffs and lose in the wild card round or mm. lose in the divisional round. That's what happens when it's a short series, especially that first, that divisional series. I'm throwing out the wild card series. I don't think Baltimore is going to be playing in a wild card series, which is a best of three. But those divisional series, it's a best of five games. First team to win three games advances to the next round. Most teams have three good pitchers. Mm. And you can trot out a good pitcher, a good pitcher, and a good pitcher. Even Even the teams that barely scrape into the playoffs, and if all three of those pitchers are on fire, guess what? You lose all three, you're done. Your season's over, even if mm. you won 100, 100 games in a season. So mm. uh, they'll make the playoffs. They're going to have to be that team that they're, they're just going to mm. remember. They've got to catch fire as well and mm. you know, take advantage of the breaks that they're given. Yes. All right. Thank you for the question, Chad. Keep them coming in, although we're running, starting to run short on time. The U.S. Open underway. Novak Djokovic on the men's side looking for his 24th Grand Slam. Iga Schwantek in on the women's side already getting a win uh, earlier on. Uh, Daria Gavrilova as well from an Australian point of view. Got a win. The excitement over there for the U.S. Open as it gets underway, Chris? Uh, absolutely. It's I've got it on my uh, iPad right now. Great crowd and flushing right now at the... Uh, Billie Jean King U.S. Uh, U.S. Tennis Center. Uh, some uh, they're celebrating uh, 50 years of equal pay at the U.S. Open for the men's and women's uh, for the men's and women's draw. So they're going to be celebrating uh, Billie Jean King tonight for being a big part of that. Uh, already had some upsets. A couple on the women's side. Uh, uh, Maria Sakari, number eight seed, defeated by Rebecca Masarova, six four six four. Sarah Tormo uh, beat number 28 seed Annalena Kalinina, Kalinina 6-4-7-5. Men's side, Dominique Team. He won a, he won a match in a major. Mm. Snapped a seven-match losing streak in major. Beat uh, number 25 Alexander Bublik in straight sets, 3-2-4. Uh, number four seed, this is the biggest one to go down so far, Holger Varun lost in four to Roberto Baena. Gee, that's a surprise. Uh, six, three, four, six, six, three, six, two. Mm. So it's wild things happen in Queens, man. U.S. Opens one of those, one of those wild, uh, one of those wild tournaments mm. where just about anything can happen. You've got your favorites, but just weird stuff happens in New York city, man. And already we're getting the upsets going. Uh, by the way, Francis TFO, uh, he's got match point against uh, Lerner team uh, in the third set, 1540 uh, up five, one in the uh, third, actually now 3040 is uh, watching that live right now, but looks like the number 10 seed Francis TFO is going to advance comfortably to the second round. And it will be the US Open uh, will be one of the main focuses on our chats over the next couple of weeks as well, as we get uh, deeper into that tournament. All right. Uh, would you like to hear how you went on your tips? The second last round of the NRL, Chris, of the regular season. We've still got this round and then a few weeks of the finals. But what do you reckon? You ready to go? I am very curious to see how I did, see if I uh, stayed right around where I was or if I kicked it back up towards 7-1. and one. All right. Let's see what happens. Well, you did tip the Penrith Panthers. Which you don't yeah, usually. What the hell happened? Yeah, there? you don't usually get the buzzer with the Penrith Panthers, so you're forgiven on that. No. Uh, you tipped uh, the Warriors. 
So that's one. You then tip the Cowboys. That's two. You then tip the Storm. That's three. Uh, you tip the Roosters. That's four. Uh, you tip the Broncos. Uh, you tipped Manly. Winning week. And then you tipped the Sharks. But six from eight, not too bad. Uh, probably about average for this weekend. I think most people would have tipped Penrith and uh, there that Sharks-Knights game was a bit of a 50-50 game. So, Chris, well done. And we'll get your tips on Thursday morning for the final round of the regular season. So let's see if you can go eight from eight for the five. Your last chance to go eight from eight uh, this year is this weekend. So a lot of pressure on, all right? If anybody goes eight from eight this weekend, uh, final round of the season when teams have nothing to play for and, and rest players, I'd be shocked. Yes, so would I. A couple of quick texts. We've got literally 40 <laughs> seconds. This from Eric. Hello, Dan and Chris. Love hearing you both on the radio. Can we have Chris every day? Uh, we'll work on that. And happy, uh, We'll have him on Thursday. <laughs> and happy birthday, Chris Perkins. Wishing, wishing you all the very best. And Chookman says, don't know if you'll get this, but Chookman says, is Chris related to Larry Perkins being a gun driver? Any relation to a Larry Perkins? Probably somewhere in the family tree, but I'd have to research. Do some research. All right, mate. Great stuff, as always. We'll chat in 48 hours' time. Looking forward to it. Uh, no doubt the US Open uh, will feature, but, of course, uh, the build-up to the NFL season. And whatever else unfolds over the next 48 hours, we'll speak on Thursday morning. Have a good day. Chris Perkins on the line from America. We'll finish off the show with more of your texts. 0457 736 736. Uh, on the other side of this break, it's 10 to 6. Five and a half to six couple of texts to finish things off before the breakfast shows. This is from Stingray. Uh, Dan, Reese Walsh won't be resting. He'll be busy on TikTok and Instagram. Thank you, Stingray. Uh, and the Chookman says on the text line 0457 736 736 says, Hi, Dan. It's been a brutal season. And look at the injuries just last week. Yeah, probably the worst weekend of injuries uh, definitely this year that I can remember. Uh, so he says it's a no-brainer to rest players who may have niggles, etc. Uh, yeah, look, I agree. I think... Uh, uh, well, the, definitely the Broncos and the Storm will. Look, I think the Panthers will as well. It will be very interesting, though, to see uh, what teams are named uh, across the weekend. Tuesday in about, what well, is Tuesday? So in about 10 hours time, we'll find that out. Thank you for your company today. Uh, good a chat with Chris Perkins. He'll be back with me Thursday. The breakfast show is coming up. Patton Hills in Queensland. Vossi and Brandy in Sydney. And I'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll have a chat with Matty Cox. Looking forward uh, to doing that. And all the latest news in the world of sport. Breakfast coming up after the news. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a great Tuesday.